Welcome back to Good Girls, presented by HUDAP. We're your hosts. I am Michaela. And I'm Siobhan. On the Good Girls podcast, we will be tearing down societal expectations of the good girl, reminding the podcast universe that good girls are real people with valid wants, needs, and desires. This is a shame-free zone. Whether you consider yourself a good girl or a bad girl, we're all one and the same. This podcast is brought to you by the team at HUDAP, the alternative approach to commitment-free dating. I am very excited for today's episode. I I mean, when, when we were sitting down trying to figure out what we wanted to talk about next, we realized that the last few weeks have just been a little on the serious side or a little on the educational side. And we're like, we need some fun little stupid hee hee ha ha's. Yeah, and also we're like not qualified to be educational on anything, <laughs> so. We just know how to use Google. Yeah, <laughs> that's the crux of it. That is all we do. Uh, so today we're talking all things rom-com, the good old romantic comedy. And uh, look, this could be considered a little lowbrow of me, but um, rom-coms are my personal favourite genre of all oh, time. 100%. Sorry about it, but I just don't know why for like people who love serious dramas or serious dramas, I have to be in the right headspace yeah. to pop that on no we'll just we'll be sitting down scrolling through netflix scrolling through whatever and like it's not like i'm not interested in an action or a drama yeah i just i will sit there and be like do i want to sit through this for the next two and a half hours is that what i want to do with my time right now no 100 percent. no i don't want to do that i don't want to do that however through this process what i have discovered and by this process i mean trying to write this fucking episode is that i my definition of a rom-com may not have been a hundred percent correct. But I feel like the more I've thought about this, because me and Michaela obviously discussed this. Yes. Um, not ad nauseum previously. <laughs> we don't this, do but that. We discussed this idea of like what is a rom-com. And the more I think about it, the more I'm like, I don't think that there is a I don't think anyone has a solid consensus. Because it's too hard, like yeah, well, I'm sure we'll get into it, but it's just too hard to nail down what exactly a, has to be in a rom-com for it to be considered a rom-com. Yeah, and on top of that, I prefer more com in my rom. I want the funnies. And yeah. that then teeters very easily into, is this just a comedy? Yes, with a romance <laughs> part. With maybe a couple. Yeah. And maybe. Yeah. You know? I know what you mean. I just, I... I feel like the world is burning and why would I want to spend my personal free time, relaxed time, watching something that's going to make me feel even more depressed about the state of the world? Like, mm. I don't want to watch things that are unpacking real life things that I could open my window and look at. Like, I don't want that. I just want to live in my little bubble, have some little funnies and just pretend that everything is fine. 100%. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Escapism. Escapism. That it's, come on. Because I like my roms with a bit more calm, I realized that a lot of movies that I have categorized in my brain as a rom-com may in fact just be comedies. And I took it upon myself to consult the internet's most credible source, Wikipedia, of course, to try and find what the definition of a rom-com actually is. And I want to preface this by as much as I found a definition, I don't think anyone's following it. I don't think we're collectively in agreement. Oh, no. Like, again, when we're going to talk about 
a bunch of rom-coms that we love later on. And I'm like, are these even rom-coms? Like, I had to ask, are teen movies rom-coms? Yeah. Like, are Are kids movies rom-coms? Think about it. I'm like, I think Shrek is a rom-com. Yeah. Or Elemental. Oh, yeah. See? Well, that is a rom. That's... Yeah. Like that was marketed but, as a romance. Uh, yeah, there, there was a love interest there. But okay, so this is going to be a long definition, but I think it has important pieces of information in it. So TY in advance to Wikipedia for this. Romantic comedy is a subgenre of comedy and slice of life fiction focusing on lighthearted, humorous plot lines centered on romantic ideas, such as how true love is able to surmount most obstacles. In a typical romantic comedy, the two lovers tend to be young, likable and seemingly meant for each other yet they are kept apart by some complicating circumstance e.g class differences parental interference a previous girlfriend or boyfriend until surmounting all obstacles they are finally united a fairy tale style happy ending is a typical feature i understand that as a definition yeah i'm like cool check got it did that help me define any of these movies in my brain as romantic comedies or not no i feel like that in itself i just have so much to say yeah mainly about the a previous girlfriend and boyfriend which is my biggest pet peeve with romance movies yeah. my biggest pet peeve i'm like well obviously we're gonna root for her to leave her boyfriend of three years for this man because all we've seen is the other man yeah show me the backstory of the people who like they clearly fell in love at one point that they're together right now Maybe if you showed me that, I wouldn't be so easily swayed. <laughs> Maybe if you let this this be an even playing field, then I would be able to have a solid opinion. 100%. Like, it's not an even playing field. The Notebook, you've spent 45 minutes on Noah, and then he comes back into her life and she's engaged, and she even says, I love him. And we... Still root. I Still be rooting. to heart root for Noah. But I'm like, maybe I wouldn't if I knew anything about her boyfriend that she's with now. And look, I'm not guaranteeing it, but maybe you're not giving yeah. me the opportunity, are you? Like the wedding planner, Mans was planning his wedding. Yeah. His nuptials. Yeah, and this does lead into a wider conversation about the problematicness of rom-coms. Yeah. Um, well, if you like step back for a second and actually look at what's going on, you're like, oh. Oh, this is emotional cheating. Yeah, this was questionable at best. And then you leave your actual fiancé for this other person. Yeah. You've known for five seconds. For your fairy tale ending. I'm like, yes, no wonder it's better with them. You've known them three days. Yeah, you don't know them. They're a stranger. Yeah. So everybody in this situation is romanticizing the fuck out of an interaction in a relationship that with a person you know nothing about. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I would ditch my lug of a boyfriend too if I had one hypothetically. Yeah. For a shiny new toy. Absolutely. Any excuse to get cold feet. I'll take it. <laughs> cool. So perfectly ready to star in a, in a rom-com. But first and foremost, in my defense, when it comes to not clarifying this over category of film, when I was writing this episode, I naturally looked up best rom-coms of all time. That's, again, Google is free. Yeah. And Rotten Tomatoes spat me out a list of 200 different movies that were like the top 200 rom-coms of all time, right? Of which... Many, I would consider, sit firmly in the comedy genre or in the romance slash drama genre. Okay, yeah. And uh, I think I some some had not enough hahas and some had too many. Yeah. So I 
I want to run through some of these movies, just like a really short list of the ones that were listed on this Rotten Tomatoes list, because I want to hear your feedback as to whether or not you would consider these a rom-com. Okay. And these were Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, come on, relatively reputable source. Knocked Up. I understand Knocked Up centers around a relationship, but I have never once thought about that movie as a rom-com. I've only ever thought about it as a comedy. I am going to say I think that is a rom-com. Okay. Because their relationship is the focal of the film. Yeah. And, like, the other characters are sidelined to them. Which is valid. So I would still say that's a rom-com. Okay. I'll take it. Bridesmaids. Comedy. Hard comedy. the romance is such a minuscule part of... Yeah, like, movie. we understand that, like, a wedding is taking place. The, the, no, but even then, I don't think the romance is the no. people getting married. It's the romance is between the policeman and Kristen Wiig's character yeah. but I I feel like the main romance is actually between like yes. it's a friend it's like a it's like girls trip yeah it's like the hangover it's like a buddy comedy you that's can't how put, I I would say Bridesmaids is like a buddy comedy movie I agree because you can't put that many funny women in one movie and expect us to give a single shit about a man oh Sorry, not like, going to happen. Don't get me twisted. I rooted for them, loved them, but I, I could have what that's I think the key differentiator. I would have still loved the movie had she not had a romantic interest. Yeah. Whereas Knocked Up would make no sense without the romantic interest. Yeah. I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. The Princess Bride. I don't think The Princess Bride's particularly funny. I wouldn't have put it in a comedy subgenre. I think now it is. <laughs> because it's because the way that they talk is just funny. Like yeah, but us, it is comical, the things that they say, like how they talk. Yeah. At the time, would it have been, been a rom-com? I think it would have been a romance. Yeah, I agree. But now I would say it's a rom-com because, again, it makes me laugh. Like, this is the same thing with Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. 365 Days. Those are not rom-coms. No. But they're rom-coms because they're funny to me. Yeah, laughing at, not laughing with. Oh, yeah. Hey, baby girl. Like, I probably <laughs> laughed about that and quoted that, like, a million times when that movie came out. Yeah. Like, it's funny to me, so I'm going to classify. That's the real crux. Classify things however you want. <laughs> fuck the system. Clearly, that's what this fucking Ron Tomatoes list is doing. Yeah, so like, they said, take fuck a leaf. the system, bestie. It's what you want. Yeah. The person reading it was like, I think The Princess Bride is funny. So, so we on the list. On the list. Do, 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 on and the list. I, as I get older, I'm like, I agree. Like the way they yeah. talk is hilarious. Yeah. And I, I, okay, I'll give you that. Still think it's a romance movie. Enchanted. And this is my debate about whether or not kids' movies, particularly live action, can be considered rom coms. Because to me, they just sit under the genre of like a children's film, which, yeah. I, no, hey, love a kids' movie. Avid but watcher of a kids' think movie. I another kids' movie that could be a romance yeah i'm sure there are i mean like all all fairy tales technically i am gonna say though enchanted is a bit of a romance like a key factor of it is that she nah but i think the main plot is that there's a princess in the real world yeah and that is objectively funny the secondary no but even then like i think that the secondary plot is the romance i feel like for it to be a rom-com the plot the romance has to be at the forefront at the forefront yeah and i think that the that enchanted the fish out of water yeah. theme is the forefront. Yeah. Whereas Shrek, the love is at the forefront. Yeah. The love is central to the plot. Is is the plot. Is the plot. And is yeah. hilarious. So 
I I will say that kids' movies are hard to categorize because you're not like watching them with an, with an adult brain where you're like actually dissecting how these characters are interacting with each other. You're just like, oh my god, cute. But they are. But they are. Yeah. But they are. Um, Silver Linings Playbook. I understand why objectively it sits in a rom-com, but I would still consider that to be a drama. The the, the overarching themes are too heavy. And also, I don't recall laughing that much in that movie. No. And like, I've been seeing clips of it on TikTok. Yeah. And I'm like, is this funny? Like, is this funny? Because I, I, I haven't watched it in years. Yeah, maybe if I rewatched it with like an adult, like developed brain, maybe yeah. I'd. But even more, like rereading the, even just the synopsis, like to try and refresh myself of like who these characters are and what they do, I'm like, this isn't giving funny. Wait, what, what's the plot? I'll pull it up. I'll pull it up because I don't remember off the top of my head. But I feel like she was a divorcee or her husband yeah. died. It was like someone's divorced or dead and uh, someone is like out, fresh out of a mental institution. He is out of the mental institution, I feel. After losing his job and wife and spending time in a mental institution, Pat Solitano winds up living with his parents. He wants to rebuild his life and reunite with his wife, but his parents would be happy if he just shared their obsession with the Philadelphia Eagles, so that's where the comedy comes in. Things get complicated when Pat meets Tiffany, Jennifer Lawrence, who offers to help him reconnect with his wife if he will do something very important for her in exchange. And it's the dance competition? Yeah, and it's a dance competition. So I understand that there are, like, Funny silly elements. elements yeah. But I would still consider that to be a drama. I would consider his parents to be emotionally abusive. <laughs> but and not that's... taking any of his problems into consideration and just being, like, be a fan of this football team? Question, question mark? Basketball team? Basketball? I feel like they play basketball in it. I feel like it's football. Knows. Clearly the movie's not that good because neither of us have... <laughs> A solid. I mean, I Jennifer Lawrence won an Oscar for it. I'm like 90% sure. I say so confidently that I'm like, I'm going to backtrack. I don't even know. I'm not that confident. I don't know. I would say also two drama because I don't remember laughing. Yeah. And then the last one on my list from the Rotten Tomatoes list that I've seen come up on every single rom-com list to the point that I just have to be influenced by that. But I don't think the 40-year-old virgin is objectively a rom-com. I don't feel like she's in it much at all. No. I she think his virginity is the like, is the core part. Yes. Him being a 40-year-old virgin. They is... spend the majority of the movie with him and his friends. That's yeah. a buddy comedy to me. Exactly. Again. I think that if the friends have more screen time than the love interest, it's not a rom-com. Exactly. And genuinely, every single list I looked at, the 40-year-old virgin was on it. Because he ends up with her in the end. Yeah, but in the end. Yes, after like three quarters of the movie, her not even being in it. In it. Literally. Is it? Who replaced the girlfriend? Catherine Keener? I want to say it was like a random ass choice for who they had. Yeah, it was Catherine Keener. Slay. I love your brain sometimes. I love your brain. I Also, I love when we live Google things. I really, yeah. I really enjoy that process. So as much as we have this definition, thanks to Wikipedia... I don't think even Rotten Tomatoes is following it. No. I don't think anyone is on the same page and really nailing down this distinction. I think it's an umbrella. I'm going to use it as an umbrella term for any movie that isn't a romantic drama. Yeah, that isn't like a serious romance. Yeah, but even then, what is a serious romance? I don't know. Romance is like not really my cup of tea. As I feel like romance is like historical romance. 
It's always period dramas. It's always period dramas because I can't imagine anyone making a love story set in the modern day that didn't have elements of comedy because who would watch it? Which is ironic because most people out here are fucking boring. Like they're not actually funny. People aren't funny. (laughs) People aren't actually funny. That's the takeaway. It's unrealistic anyway. But what was the movie that you watched on the plane when we were going over to Sydney? was a romance past lives past lives that yeah. that was a just a serious romance right was it a romance <laughs> i i left confused i don't know it was about a woman who was married and it was about her reconnecting with like the like first childhood love sweetheart. of her life yeah. yeah which again that one felt like a setup for her husband yeah because the first beginning the whole beginning of the movie is like tailing their the like young childhood best young friend love. love and then i think it does show you how she meets her husband but again it's not like in depth yeah but there was definitely no laughs in that movie oh no that was like no. a serious you're, you're concentrating for an hour yeah. and then you walk away feeling i don't even know who she's in love with <laughs> i don't does anyone know i don't know how do you know you know how do you know um so i feel like the fact that i'm not confidently able to recategorize some of these movies in my brain is 100% fair yeah because clearly no one else can uh but I want to be able to at least categorize some of my favorite movies as confidently rom confidently com or confidently rom-com okay so I and I feel like you have a very strong grasp of this distinction so I am going to give you some options and you are going to give me the answer okay I am uniquely qualified you are genuinely you are okay first and foremost 10 things i hate about you rom-com solid rom-com right solid rom-com so centered around that relationship heartbreaking love it and also taming of the shrew what it's based on is a is a rom-com yeah perfect problematic but nonetheless that's fine it's complicated this is the meryl streep one this is the meryl streep one never seen it i'm gonna be honest okay it's i don't particularly like Baldwin mate because he's the husband ex-husband oh yeah um but it also has oh my god my brain is not doing names today and like really important names okay so famous person oh yeah man or woman man Steve Martin Steve Martin I do love Steve Martin yeah so that's a like Meryl Streep has I want to say like three or four adult children with her ex-husband Alec Baldwin um uh, and they're like rekindling they're like fucking basically okay Um, but she's also simultaneously falling in love with the architect that's building her dream house steve martin and i honestly can't remember who she ends up with i want to say steve martin i would hope me too i would hope yeah but great movie um would recommend did you laugh Uh, a lot rom-com rom-com beautiful okay lovely okay uh this one this one i feel confident about how to lose a guy in 10 days Rom-com. Rom-com. I feel confident about that. Yeah, it's hard because I feel like it's... Oh, no, it is funny. No, yeah, rom-com. It's funny. It's not, I, I, none of these movies age particularly no. well, but... Yeah, but yeah, funny. Okay, beautiful. Clueless. Comedy. See, I agree, and yet, again, almost every single one of the lists that I looked at for, like, best rom-coms, Clueless was on there. Sorry, she fell in love with her stepbrother. Yeah. <laughs> I love that collectively we all just kind of gloss over that. Uh, that actually happens a little bit too fucking much in movies. Yeah. I watched this, um, like, 
Spanish movie called My Fault. Mm-hmm. And that is about a girl who literally starts like fucking her stepbrother. It's nice. Actually, so good. And I, <laughs> I no, hey. No, my hey. favorite genre of rom-com right now, mainly because it's so brain-numbing. And again, that's not said offensively. Well, take I, it how you will. Yeah. I'm saying it in a positive I'm light. I'm saying it in a positive light. Like, sometimes I do want to sit there and be like, what is this? Like, <laughs> the Amazon beautiful disaster. Stop. Tragic love affair. Like, these kinds of names. Yeah. Something that your mother would gravitate towards. I've been so enjoying lately because I'm like, I feel like I'm reading a Wattpad, but in an hour and a half. Yeah. And, like, sometimes you just need that. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know? You just need that, just like, need shitty it. little. But, yeah, she's, like, fucking her stepbrother. And I'm like, yeah. why are we acting like this is normal? Why are we acting yeah. like this is not questionable? Questionable. At best. But yeah, her love stories with her stepbrother, which I don't even feel like is that central. Central at all. I no. feel like the again, it's like a buddy comedy. It's like yeah. about her and her friends. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, the Devil Wears Prada. Oh, comedy. Comedy. Yeah. Comedy. Comedy. Drama. I've never thought know. about Devil Wears Prada as a drama, but I think you might be right. Because I don't remember laughing watching that movie. N- neither, particularly. But it's not like I really saw it as like a super serious movie either. Yeah, which is why I feel like people are hesitant to say it's a drama, but I think it's a drama. Yeah. Because there's not really any comedy in the romance. She doesn't even have a romance. She breaks up with her boyfriend. Well, they, they mean... Yeah, they break up at the end. Is he's such a dick? Is this the one that has Simon Baker in it? And like he's trying to get with her, or is that Confessions of a Shopaholic? Oh, Devil, Devil, Devil's oh Wear, no, yeah, Devil's Prada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and he's like right. trying to get with her. I feel like honestly, Simon Baker is in both of those movies. As he is, as in both of them, he's in The Devil Wears Prada, and is he in Confessions of a Shopaholic? Because I'm pretty sure. He both times he's become maybe, maybe he's is. not in Confessions of a Shopaholic, but yeah, because there are like there are several romantic plot points to The Devil Wears Prada, but I guess none of them are super central to the plot. Yeah, because this yeah yeah. But again, I feel like I don't know what other movie Simon Baker's in where he's like the other option that doesn't get chosen, but no. I never get it i never yeah. understand you're like pick him pick him. pick him i remember when i was younger my mom used to love the mentalist and i didn't understand why she'd always be like oh simon baker's my dream man and then i got older and i watched the mentalist and i was like oh, yeah ha huh. simon baker's my dream man i get it and i would pick him anyway <laughs> anyway drama anyway i say drama okay I, I i accept that scott pilgrim versus the world i think that shit is a rom-com the whole yeah. The whole premise is he's of versing the, film. the world to get with her. Yeah, exactly. I, I would agree it's a rom com. Okay. And also, their romance is the plot. Yeah. Like, none of that stuff would happen if he wasn't still actively pursuing No, but I think if you asked any average man that likes Scott Pilgrim versus the world, they would get in a heated debate with you what about the fact that that's a rom com. Like, um. Comedy? Comedy? Action? Or, yeah, like an action comedy. Yeah. But I'm like, nah, bitch. That's about romance. And again, problematic because he's dating a high school student in the beginning. (laughs) And they make so many digs about it and no one's actually like, dude, 
She's in She's high a child. School. She's a child. Yeah. I still love that movie though. Fucking love that movie. Absolutely. Okay, I feel like I have a little bit more of a handle on what you know can be categorized as a rom as a rom com. A rom-com. Do you think objectively comedies can be improved or would be better with a romantic element? If we're talking like straight comedy, do you think? I mean, I guess this is like probably could be all movies, but at what point are we like? Sprinkle some romance into that and it would I, be better. Constantly. <laughs> I, especially if the romance includes a little sex scene. I love a sex scene. I'm sorry to all the people who were like, unnecessary sex scenes in films. Yeah. Give it to me. Yeah. Like, okay. I'm committing to two hours of my life watching this. I'm like, this, these are the hottest people on the planet. Yeah, I want to see them make out. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see them make out. Sorry about it. Slip a tongue in. I... <laughs> I'm like, these are the sexiest people on the on the planet Earth. We are literally paying to see them. I'm paying good hard-earned money at my job. Just a little. To watch this. Yeah, make out a bit. Yeah. Yeah, make out a little bit for me. Yeah. So I think any movie can be improved with a little bit of romance. I'm missing it so completely from my life. I have it in every aspect of my <laughs> Give it to me in every media. form of media I consume. 100%. Any top of the list that you're like, this would be better if there was a little bit in it. Please. Not necessarily comedies. I'm just giving you the opportunity. There's so to many opportunity movies to that I'm like, put, put a sex scene in it. Yeah. The Hunger Games. I was rewatching that. Put put a sex scene in it. Also, it's unrealistic to believe that they wouldn't. Oh, 100%. It's unrealistic to believe that these 17-year-olds are going off to their death. And Literally to die. And Glimmer and Kato fucks. 100%. Oh, 100%. And the fact that we don't get to know the details of that is very upsetting. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. We know what's happening. Yeah. We talked about this earlier. Tomorrow when the war began. Put oh. some sex scenes in there. And because there are actual sex scenes in the book. If, yeah. I'm sorry. If there are sex scenes in the book and you turn that book into a movie and you do not include even the most minimal amount of heavy petting, I will revolt. And I think it's also important to know, I don't need, well, full frontal's not I'm, I'm not mad worst, about I'm it. I'm not mad about it. But like, like, even the Titanic scene. Oh, yeah. Like, you, it can be anything that I will rewind. My mum asked me the other day, actually, because... She d- she's doing something for Make-A-Wish. How adorable. That is very cute. I'm nominating her for Woman of the Year. <gasps> Amazing. Um, and she was like, he wants a Lego Titanic set. And mum was like, why is like a nine-year-old obsessed with the Titanic? And she was like, I just don't understand. And I was like, I was obsessed with the, t- the Titanic movie as a child. And mum yeah. was like, but why? And I said to her, the car scene. <laughs> Obviously. And she was like, huh? I'm only human. And she's never seen it. So she didn't know what I was talking about anyway. Okay, we need to t- slightly unpack how your mother has never seen the Titanic. I don't believe her. She I don't believe she's her She's never either. seen it. And I, I think was she's like, a liar. I just don't think that that's true. Because the key thing that, about this woman is she has no memory. She has on, early onset dementia or something. <laughs> she's she, just forgetting that. She also is just a liar. If she doesn't think she'll like something, she'll just say she's seen it already. Or if she's yeah. seen... Well, like, if she, I don't know, she just lies all the time that nothing is true. <laughs> we'll be like, Mum, do you want to watch this movie with us? And she'll be like, oh, I've already seen it. And I'm like, the movie came out three and a half hours ago on Netflix. So, like, <laughs> unless you watched it, you've just finished watching this film, you're lying. And she'll be like, no, I've watched it. And I'll say, what happened? And she's like, you know, I don't remember plots. And I'm like, how convenient. So again, she probably has seen it and she just doesn't remember what happened. So she's saying she's never seen it. Yeah. Um, but regardless, it doesn't have to be crazy sex scene no and sometimes that does make it worse yeah if you've like really pushed if if this was not if it was 
A, not central to the plot, which sometimes that has its place and yeah. most times that has its place. But you've then taken a movie that really does not fit this format and thrown like an intense sex scene into it. I'm like, where? Where? Why? So How? I st- I'm going to stand by what I said though, at it. <laughs> Do it, don't hold back. Barbie 2023, at it. Oh, I think it's it's honestly, unrealistic to the plot that the Barbie movie did not involve a single scissoring scene. Oh, the fact that she that Ken's like, let's do what boyfriend girlfriends do, and he, she's like, what like what? And he's like, I honestly don't know. I'm like, smash together. Why are your heads just not? You can't see what I'm doing, but I'm just like moving my <laughs> head side to side with how you used to like smash your Barbie's face. Like, yeah. be be realistic, be serious. I'm sorry, you had the budget to make. Barbie smashed together. But also, you feel had, like you Mattel already kind of went out the box with what they let her do. Yeah, that might have been one step too far. That might have been pushing it over the edge a little bit. I think give us what we deserve. You're right. That's I all I have to say. I feel like that. that's why I like these trashy new movies that are coming out because I feel like there is two two different directions that comedies are going in now. It's the trashy, hypersexual ones, like. Yeah. 365 days yeah 50 shades of gray my fault all of these like movies that where the sex is like a central Central. plot Mm. or it's gone like glossy riverdale style acting rom-com yeah which i also fucking cannot stand but i will watch (laughs) i will watch all of them the other zoe Uh, there was like a list i haven't watched the other zoe but i've watched it in about 17 clips on tiktok oh and the hauntingest part is that these kinds of movies come up when you search rom-coms and it's on what to watch. These are the top picks at the moment. The Other Zoe, The Hating Game, Oof. Love at First Sight, Oof. You People. Oof. The Lost City I actually did like. Oh, I also liked The Lost City. Love is in the Air, huh? Question Love mark. Again, huh? Question mark. Happiness for Beginners, huh? What are these movies? I've seen The Hating Game and I've seen The Other Zoe and both of those have the same vibe of Wattpad movies. Yeah, trash. That's that's the other style is like a Wattpad style. No, yeah. I actually think the Wattpad style is the sexier ones. Yeah. And then these other ones are like... Watered down. Like Hallmark movies but yeah. made with a bigger budget. Yeah. And like normally bigger, like slightly better celebrities. <laughs> slightly you better, You know, like yeah. C-grade celebrities. Yeah. I, I hear you. And I, I will watch all of them though. But this actually gives me the perfect segue into what I want to talk about next, which is the elephant in the room. Where have all the good rom-coms gone? Because throughout the like 90s, early 2000s, I would say that rom-coms were at their absolute peak. Mm. This was when we were getting like prime quality film. And these days, I first and foremost couldn't tell you the last time I watched a rom-com at the cinema. Like, on the big screen, You're definitely right. not. Could not tell you the last one I watched. Actually, I probably could tell you the last one I watched, and it would be Crazy Rotations. Yeah. That would be the last. And I would consider that a rom-com. I, I would also consider that a rom-com. Um, but even without having options on the big screen, the options that we're getting on the small screen aren't great. Like the Netflix ones? Not What cute. is happening right now? Not what cute. is happening? I actually feel like they've tried. They make. They are so glossy now mm. that I don't like them. Yeah. Like, give me a. If I see a romance movie and there's a grainy ass Oof. quality to it, I'm like, I'm set. I'm in it. I am back in my chair. And they're just so glossy and bright now. Yeah. Like, almost hyper realistic. Yeah. Then I'm just like, what is going on? 
And the plots are getting fucked up now as well. Yeah. Like, I remember back in the day, the thing that was, like, the plot was, like, a relationship thing. Again, what they were talking about, like, the parents don't approve. Yeah. They have a partner. Yeah. That's, like, the main, the main thing that is happening in these movies. Now it's, like, he's an MMA fighter and she's a something. <laughs> and like, it's, like, make it make sense. What? Like, what is happening right now? Yeah. I agree. What's going on with these plots? Wholeheartedly. And after a little bit of digging, there are several very big reasons why we A, don't see the quality of rom-coms that we used to, and B, definitely don't see them with the same star-studded casts or on the big screen. And it's really just the reality that movie producers, Hollywood in general, realized that they could make a fuckload more money by making massive blockbusters. It was like... If you look back at the changes of, of popularity in film, as soon as like the first superhero movies started to enter into the cinema, oh, goodbye rom-coms. See you later, rom-coms. It makes me so viscerally angry because it basically became massive budget is equals massive money, equals massive yeah. profit. And so all of the mid-budget movies were like, well, we're not even going to bother spending a mid-budget on making that. Because we're not going to be able to compete at box office. It's going to make a fraction of a like a fraction of the profit compared to something huge, like a, another fucking Marvel movie. But I feel like surely romance is coming back now because I feel like people have dropped off the Marvel thing. Like, yeah, it's too much to keep up with. Like, I just, I haven't seen a Marvel movie or a Marvel TV show in like over a year. Like, I just... Probably longer than that, honestly. <laughs> like it's been, but I was so in it for so long. Yeah. And then I just was like, I can't keep up yeah. to date with what the fuck's going on. There's too much content being created that you are required to watch to understand other things now. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, I never watched Ant Man. And then watching Endgame, that was like such a big plot was the shit that happened in Ant Man. Yeah. And I'm like, I, which again, I guess makes sense from a marketing perspective. Absolutely. Oh, the, the Marvel, like, the genius of Marvel is the interconnectedness of it all. Yeah, but I am, I'm a busy person. I'm <laughs> I've got things to do. I've got things to do. I'm not a 21-year-old college student. Like, yeah. I don't have the time. And I think that the old the people who were the fans of Marvel had the time at the time, yeah. and now they don't. So they're dropping off because they cannot it's, keep up with yeah. the volume of content that they're producing. And the problem for me is that I was never a superhero movie, movie girly. Yeah. Not my vibe. And then uh, because it was literally coming at me with every orifice was just like, you have to watch a superhero movie mm-hmm. because it's everything that's in the cinema. It's everything that everyone's talking about. You have no choice but to fucking watch these movies. I literally went to watch Endgame with my father. We sat down. The intro credits were starting and my dad turns to me and goes, you've seen the rest of them, right? And I go, I haven't seen a single fucking Marvel movie ever. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure I'm going to find this fine. <laughs> I'm sure and I'm you were like, what it. the fuck is going on? <laughs> no, because I actually don't care enough to recognize what the fuck is going on. I'm just watching it as it comes. Yeah, you're just like here for the ride. <laughs> exactly. But it meant that when my entire household came down with COVID and the peak of COVID, what more could I do than catch up? Yeah. So naturally, I watched every Marvel movie in chronological order. Um, that was a commitment. I did not include the TV shows because I'm not a lunatic, but yeah, I did but do the movies. The TV shows are better. 
Yeah, and I did learn that briefly after. And so I only in the last two years have I become a Marvel movie person mm. at the exact point in time in which Marvel movies are getting terrible. Oh, I'm, I'm like that back seems on the DC offensive. train after Batman. I watched Blue Beetle. I actually enjoyed that. Hmm. I'm like getting more on the DC side. When I was at the movies last night, they played a trailer for Aquaman. And Aquaman was like the top movie of the year that it came out. I mean, Jason Momoa, so that makes sense. But what, does it? I, I mean, not personally, but I understand. Aquaman, and I was like, y'all watched Aquaman? <laughs> I'm like, was the trailer not good? Blink, serious. It, it gives me, do, I, don't, I know that you were new to the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. And when I say that the TV shows are good, I'm not talking about the CW ones. Even though yeah. no shade to Supergirl and all the other ones that they made, they were working with the budget they had, <laughs> yeah. okay? But you watch that, it's giving Lazy Town. <laughs> if you can visualize what I mean I by that. I can 100% visualize what you mean. That's the level that, like, obviously not quite that drastic. And also, and I say again, Lazy Town fucking slaps. <laughs> Lazy Town fucking slaps. But that is a similar vibe of like very clear CGI. Like, yeah. it's they're not putting the, but they were not putting the budget into those CW shows that they were in the game. But like obviously the Netflix, my favorite ones were the Netflix original core for Jessica Jones. Oh, fuck yeah. Cage. Those were great. And then obviously now Disney is doing them. Yeah. With like WandaVision and those are all great. But the original, the first ones <laughs> were like terrible. Superwoman on, no, not Superwoman. Supergirl. Supergirl. So then it's DC actually. That is DC, isn't it? Because yeah, it's sorry. super super. I, I misspoke, but the DC. Terrible terrible like people who watched them said that they're really fun like my sister really enjoyed them and like arrow and like stuff. at the time or like watching with 2023 eyes at the time yeah at the time she said that they. Were i fun. can get that i can get behind that but yeah i'm like they were not putting that budget on but that's the thing so obviously all of these like big hollywood producers ditched everything mid-budget to make these fucking huge marvel movies and shit and uh, i because i am now on this train i went to see um the marvels the, the yeah the marvels the the latest one and it was painful because in the like the, the movie was fine the movie was cute it was whatever lovely fine i had a couple of little chuckles but the whole first scene when they're supposed to be like on this alien planet whatever i was waiting for the moment that someone clapped the little clicker and it zoomed out and it was a movie scene like a, a movie set. Yeah. It looked so much like an actual set that I was like, we're pouring all of this money in to look like what? To look like a to set. To look like a movie set. Like, I, I understand that it is a movie set. Don't get me wrong. I, I understand that. But it shouldn't be. But it shouldn't. <laughs> it should look like the set. Like, so it I'm should like, look like the space, not exactly. a set. And so, I'm sorry, take all of the budget you poured into creating that section of scenes. And make a rom-com. Please. 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 <laughs> Genuinely, please. please. And also stop making these things movies. Make them TV shows. They're clearly so yeah. much better. It's like, what are they redoing? And they're making it a movie, but it should be a TV show. I think that with any book adaptation, actually. Oh, yeah. It should be a TV show. Yeah. I can't think. Because like, you can't commit. You know that they can't commit to doing all of the books. 
No. Like if, if it's a book series, it's make like it a no TV book. show. Make it a TV show. Yeah. Like I remember a series of unfortunate events. I did mm-hmm. love the original movie. Yeah. Don't I get it also liked the original Those movie. movies were great. But the TV show was amazing as well. Like I would have loved if they had had the, the original actors yeah. doing that. TV show. TV show. Like yeah. imagine Jim Carrey as Count Olaf, but in like a TV series. Yeah, perfect. That would have been so much better because they, again, they mushed too much to overlap those movies so much that like it was so fast yeah that what the fuck even happened yeah but yeah so stop like make more tv shows and make more rom-coms again it's like now the silver screen isn't as embarrassing as it used to be most big actors are moving to tv yeah it used to be embarrassing to be a tv actor now i feel like it's film ideal because the film industry is like fucked yeah literally and so first and foremost hollywood is Hates money women. hungry cash grabbers that want big bucks from big blockbusters however that is not the only reason <laughs> that we don't get rom-coms anymore so additionally to that rom-coms have historically not been big award getters yeah you don't you're not getting the oscar noms you're not really getting a lot of that kind of accolade for a rom-com yeah it's very rare that a rom-com wins and so because in terms of what is seen as the success rate of a movie is either box office sales or awards or awards if rom-coms aren't bringing in the box office sales and aren't bringing in the awards i understand that objectively from a business standpoint it starts to make a little less sense to keep making them however if there was a focus group where these questions were asked to an audience about what we wanted to see and how we wanted money allocated in the fucking film industry, I would have started a picket line for rom-coms. Give us a rom-com. You know what I really think the issue is? Is that women will continue to watch the shitty rom-coms they make to this day because that's you, you're you literally taking what you're given. Mm-hmm. They're giving us these B-grade romance movies and that's all we have. So we will watch them and they're like, well, why would we make like better ones. better ones when these perform well. I'm like, because you're starving us. Yeah, were you we don't silent have a choice. or were you silenced? Literally. Okay? Like, I will take what I'm given, but I wish I wish for more. Catherine yeah. Heigl, girl, we need you. Yeah. But, like, again, that's kind of the Catherine Heigl curse. Yeah. Right? That's what people were scared of is getting the Catherine. Is it a curse, though, when she ate up every role? Oh, uh, uh, 27 dresses. The life ugly as truth. we know it. The ugly truth. So problematic, but Gerard so Butler problematic. can say whatever the fuck he wants. Oh, I don't give, give a fuck. With that accent, just speak. Just speak. It's fine. And he's, not, he's got an American accent in the It movie. doesn't fucking matter. Just speak to me. Yeah. Just fucking speak to me. But that leads me on to the third reason why we don't get rom-coms anymore. Okay. And it's because it wouldn't be Hollywood if there wasn't just a smidge of sexism thrown into the mix. Mm. So uh, who likes rom-coms traditionally? Women. Women. Who stars in rom-coms traditionally? Women. Women. Uh, and which actors get pigeonholed into particular genres the most? Women. Women. Uh, so, you know, what was happening was there was a bit of a catch-22 in the height of rom-com production where these were movies created for women, starring women, and sometimes even made by women, mm. and yet if there wasn't any kind of male-centric element to it, considered a flop. Yeah. Silly, silly buggers. But on top of that, actresses didn't want because because rom coms were seen as women's movies, they were then categorized as bad movies. 
masterpiece. Yeah. That rom-coms couldn't be elite. They couldn't be, like, quality. It was a lowbrow genre. Oh, like, another great example is Bridget Jones. Oh, my God. Absolutely. I remember when she did the – was it Liza Minnelli? Was she playing Liza Minnelli? Do you know what I'm talking Mm, about? I think I know what you're talking about. Or Judy. 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 Yeah, And everyone was like, oh, my God, I did not know Renee Zellweger was this great of an actress, blah, blah, blah. I'm like – I don't really know why because before she was a rom-com queen, she did serious films, but all people remember is that she's Bridget Jones. Yeah. Well, that's like what people think. They don't think but of also, Empire Records or any of her other work. So when she did Judy, they were all shocked that she was so good. But also you can't be a shitty actor and make a good movie regardless of the genre. 100%. And also romance especially. I'm like, you have to, we have to believe that she is in love with these people. Yeah. We have to believe that this is real. In order for this to be a good movie. Yeah. So how is that not good acting? I'm sorry. But so women were like, well, actresses were like, people are looking down on us because we're and starring in these rom-coms. And at the same time, we're now being typecasted for these rom-coms. So we're not being taken seriously as actors in any genre so we don't want to do these movies anymore because this is how the industry treats us this is how the audiences treat us this is how they see us if we don't leave this genre we're not going to ever be able to do anything else yeah and also romance again as you said it's young woman young Mm -hmm. people that's a that's a very limited time that you can play like it's not like a drama where you can consistently play age with your age with your characters romance it's like you that is it yeah and and then it was like the as we've seen of late in the last couple of years and even then this is not really rom-com it's more com but you either had to be young fresh vibrant woman or like old lady yeah grandma grandma vibes which love love but Where's the the in between? Where's Where's the middle? Where's the middle? And also, yeah, like there's just too many examples of women getting typecast. Meg Ryan, like, yeah, they they become trapped by the genre. Not of them, yeah. Yeah. What genre they perform in? And most people, I'm sorry, I kind of get why they want to leave. Like, they want to get Oscar noms. Exactly. Like, I'm so curious to see what happens with Jennifer Lawrence's career after she did No Hard Feelings. Yeah. Which is funny because I feel like Jennifer Lawrence is such an enigma where her actual personality has never matched any of the movies that she's done yeah. until No Heart Feelings, where I'm like, oh, that's that's actually who you are. I think she might just be an enigma because she can just do what – like she started in a dystopian YA mm-hmm. book series. Widely, widely, globally all, popular. Yeah, but which already though is kind of a hard one to jump out of adult. that into adult – Serious Serious films. She's done like Oscar-nominated films, Silver Linings Playbook. What is that other one? Joy. Oh yeah, I forgot Um, about Joy. She like hate like she's mother like serious, hard-hitting dramas or like what is it called? Like horrors. Yeah, I feel like mother is a horror. Yeah, thriller. And then she's done X Men. Like nine of them. I forgot that she did X Men. That's so funny. Yeah, that girl's got range. X-Men, No Hard Feelings. Like, so her, she just seems to be unstickable. Yeah. Or like unpigeonholable. Yeah. Because I I feel like Marvel has a similar curse. Yeah. Like, I take actors less seriously when they're in a Marvel movie. Same. And I also think if you've 
been a like core element of the Marvel franchise for a long time. I think Chris Evans is the perfect example of this. How do you go anywhere else? But you also know, you also are sitting there thinking as an audience member, that man can do whatever the fuck he wants. So he's just going to do that from now on. Yeah. So I'm not going to take it seriously. 100%. Because why would I? Because and he's also, got that fucking Marvel money. The men, it's a hard one as well because they have to get so buff. Yeah. That, like, I'm like, how could you be anything other than anything an action else star? than an action star now? Like you, that's where they go. They Even go though Chris movies. Evans was like a rom com boy, yes. in the beginning, yeah, and then he was Captain America, and we're all like, oh, JK, you have to yeah, be buff superhero man like, now. Who has gone from Marvel to like do more dramatic roles? Because I feel like dramas is like what aspiring actors want to do because that's what gets you Noms. awards. Yeah, but I can't think of any of the like classic Marvel collection. Yeah. It's like Brie Larson. I shed a tear when she joined the Marvel Universe. Yeah. I'm like, oh. She was like, honestly, Oscar. Hitting. Yeah. But now she's in that Lessons in Chemistry show and it's like apparently really good. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. No, I haven't. I keep getting advertised. Again, I'm like, I should like, watch that. Maybe it's changing up as well, like the pigeonholing stuff. But yeah, maybe I'm it's not hoping dramatic. that we're going back to a place where we get rom-coms in the cinema again i want to we get rom-coms with a-listers in it give me sandy bullock but they, that's the problem is that they're making a-list rom-coms but it's with sandra bullock and yeah. like no shade love that give me 20 something a-listers yeah because i love them but they had their time yeah. and i still want their movies to be made like i still love the lost city yeah i mean i liked ticket to paradise the julia roberts yeah. George Clooney. Um, George Clooney one. Loved that as well. Don't get it twisted. I still want them to make rom-coms. Yeah, I still want I Adam Sandler and want, Jen Anderson. Yes, but I also want younger A-list celebrities to make rom-coms. I think. Because I want to see people that look like, well, obviously yeah. not look like me being fucking, be, as I said earlier, <laughs> these are the creme de la creme of the universe, of the world. And these Hubble films. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like I want, the, like these are love stories now about divorcees falling yeah. back in love. They're about, People with kids, like, blending their families. That's not where I'm at. I'm not in that place in life. I want a rom-com that feels like it could happen to me. What was that? Again, I would probably consider rom-com, but could teeter into buddy comedy territory. The I'm going to say it was a Netflix movie with the lead in Jane the Virgin. And it had the Lizzo song. Something great. Something great. I made a small mistake when I watched that movie for the first time where I had just come out of a three-year-long relationship. And so it took me a really long time to watch it again without sobbing the entire time. Yeah. Um, but that's I want to I want more of that. If we're gonna yeah. have younger, fresher A-listers, I want more of that. Yeah. Because that's not the glossy, shiny, too bright vibe that we're talking about 100%. with streaming. I think that was that that. No, should... yeah, that was that was more along the lines of what. We're used to. We're used to. Even High Fidelity, the TV show. Oh, yeah. was very similar vibes of like, it felt like a real person's life. Like, uh, maybe it actually is because these movies have bad actors in them. I'm yeah, so sorry. It is. To the actors that are in these movies. Stop you know putting C-listers in rom-coms. You, are. you know who you are. You know who you are, Josephine. <laughs> you know who you are. I'm so sorry. But like, they're bad actors and I don't believe them. And the the conversations always feel so clipped and like, scripted i'm like i hate this these don't feel real to me i want it to start to feel real again even though back in the day these plots were fucking out the gate oh yeah it's not to say that this shit made sense they were out the gate but i still believed it more wholeheartedly these plots that are coming out now wholeheartedly and i can understand 
Well, no, I can't understand that A-listers now that are younger, that are not our, like, rom-com queens of the early 2000s, aren't putting their hands up for a fucking rom-com. Literally. Because I, I truly think we're getting past that point of typecasting, and I understand why the women of that era were like, enough's enough. We can't yeah. be like this. Because then they also had to watch fucking Hugh Grant and Matthew McConaughey and- Go on to get, like, Do whatever Oscar the fuck nuns. they wanted. Yeah. And how aggravating would that be? Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't imagine. So I'm trying to even think of one A-lister now, though, that I think is, like, rom-com worthy? vibes. I can't think of any I feel like A-listers. no one's had... But I also feel like it's a hard one because I think that what makes someone a good rom-com actress is, like, I think Jennifer Lawrence would have been a great rom-com actress. I agree. Like, truly, truly do, because I think she had the personality for it. 100%. But I also feel like all of those people fall into a trap of being the relatable girl yeah in hollywood like when they're young and they're new they like everyone loves them because they're relatable but then they get hordes of money they become people who go on red carpets and designer gowns yeah a lot less relatable now yeah and then people turn on them and so then they're like i remember when almost all of these people we've talked about anne hathaway jennifer lawrence all these rom-com would have been queens to me because they had the personality and the vibes for it yeah become hated yeah and so it's like it's an endless battle i know but i don't yeah i'm like trying to think of who i would even say would be like the it's because the only rom-coms that we're seeing these days are either that that spectrum that we're talking about of like divorcees or widowers or and they are the rom-com girlies and they are yeah the og rom-com girlies or we're seeing teenage rom-coms. We're seeing to all the boys I've loved before. We're seeing all of that kind of shit where I'm like, again, not relatable. Or it's like Laura Marano, Victoria Anything, Justice, yeah. Josephine Langford. Yeah. Lord save us. Yeah, we're not. We need what's in the middle, babes. Lord save us from the Nickelodeon and the Disney girls. Please. And that's the thing. I think they just aren't options. And so like between... Low sales at the box office, no awards, and women not wanting to be typecasted into these roles anymore. It makes sense that the movie producers were just like, fuck it, we're done. We're not going to make them anymore. And it's only been in recent years where someone has started picking up the slack of these big production houses, and that is the streaming platforms. Mm. But as much as I love new content in my veins constantly, streamers... It's not high quality. It's not good. You're doing a sh- I, I don't not. know how to say you're doing a shit job. We would rather have nothing than what you are producing. I don't know what, why people are making this Riverdale glossy yeah. like vibes lately. If you're going to do that, full send to like Edward Scissorhands. Hard. Do you know what I mean? Like if huh. you're going to make if you're going to make it like glossy vibes, full send commit to yeah. the like world building then. Yeah. Because don't have a glossy ass looking place and they're at a fucking university campus. Like, yeah. what are you, what? Like, 100%. full send commit and make a, a design Please. choice. Please, because. I do love that, like, don't worry, darling vibe. Yeah. Of, like, movies set that look like that. I don't We've put actually, in a smidge of effort. Yeah, I don't actually mind an, a vibe when you completely change a vibe. Yeah. But like, it's just, I can't even speak. Because it's, it's. It is. It screams. You're not putting in enough money. Yes. Even though these are mid-budget movies. And uh, what you are producing is full of 
humiliating plot points and ridiculous writing. Like, we love rom-coms for the escapism that still exists within reality. Yeah. Like, you're not going too far out the gate. 100%. Speaking of Sandy Bullock, speaking of Sandra Bullock, love, light of my life, love that woman. She did this article with the New York Times, and I'm going to read a little bit of a quote from her because I think it's interesting. She said, anytime someone said chick flick or rom-com, it was just disparaging. I think when everything swung toward the very masculine action adventure, women got relegated to the arm piece or to the damsel in distress. Then when rom-coms came back, it was like, oh, well, let women come back in, and but it's going to be in this formula we like and it can't be too edgy. Give me an edgy rom-com. Give me an edgy rom-com that's well done. You don't have to... Define edgy. What do you mean by that? I mean, substance. I mean, not Hallmark movie. Oh, so that's what she, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing. They're, they're I thought producing, Asian, you mean like, prob- like, problematic. No, just like has some fucking oomph to it. Yeah, not just a Hallmark movie. Not but just the get, glossy no, bullshit that we get. No shade to them because like, yeah, give me endless content. But Absolutely. I think missing a key thing is that the Hallmark movies were wildly successful during the era of these Hollywood big hitter romances coming out. They will continue to stay needed to have Amazon Prime original movies. Netflix can keep Laura Morano in their back pocket. <laughs> she can she's keep turning them out. Yeah. It's fine, but give us something that I want to go to the girls' night at the movies and actually not see a man there. Yeah. Because I went last night for the Hunger Games and there was a man there and I literally whispered to my sister, You don't belong here. This is girls' night. girls' night in. And there's a man here. Yeah. Mafia mama? Not a man in sight. Love Girls that. Girls night? Not a man in sight. That's a rom-com as well to me. It's I'll a, give it to you. It's a romance between her and herself. <laughs> Eat, pray, love. And that's the only romance that matters. Oh, what, is it, what do they say in the movie? Eat, pray, fuck. Yeah. Slay. Slay. Love it. So it's, it's frustrating that after, like, I would say comfortably a decade, if not longer, break in rom-coms through the rise of Marvel and the fuck you to making rom-coms, which is very upsetting. Um, studios are making the glossy shit because they don't actually know what people want anymore. Yeah. Because as much as I love rom-coms, that shit was problematic. The storylines were not something that would really hold up in 2023. We, yeah. uh, the typical tropes of like rich white boy meets quirky white girl with gay best friend. Like, we can't keep doing that shit. We can't. It's not PC anymore. And it's also not, it it goes back to that escapism rooted in reality thing. Mm. It's like, we are all now aware that this is not an accurate reflection of life. 100%. And the world. And so movie producers are like, shit, we stopped making these movies 10 years ago. And that's how we know how to make these movies. Yeah. And now people maybe don't want that. Well, yeah, but what do we do now? We're evolved. Evolve with us. Literally. And I think the only time that we've had little moments of like, oh, they can still do this. And granted, the two movies I'm about to talk about were six and seven years old now. Mm. So this isn't fresh. But The Big Sick in 2017, Mm. great movie. I love that movie. Great movie. Funny, romantic, beautiful, diverse cast. And also- We love to say it. um, Topical. And topical. I feel like that was an edgy rom-com. Yeah. That's what I want. Give me more of that. And then, like we spoke about before, Crazy Rich Asians, where it's like diversity at the forefront. Mm. 
and also like exposure to lives and lifestyles and ways of looking at people that the average person is not accustomed to yeah but again in a format that we all can connect to exactly and that is where the big movie producers are struggling and it's where the the streamers are trying to fill the void but failing miserably i'm i've been thinking though my head's been pondering as she's been speaking i can think of one one other show that i actually well maybe even as a subtopic start making romance tv shows yeah i Every year, watch Dash and Lily. That show is so It's really cute. Cute. And I think it gets away with the glossiness because the storyline's so unbelievable. But it yeah. still feels like the performance is so rooted that it feels real. Yeah. Like that show is, again, I've been going through an earnest era where I just love things that are people who are like just earnest or like <laughs> content that is so earnestly like, oh. Please. They like just truly are optimistic. Yeah, that show is so optimistic and cute and just sweet. I'm like, yeah, normalize just, just cute. Everything being cute and like lovey dovey. There's like, nothing wrong with a little that. cute. Okay, um, love that show. But yeah, that's another like, give me fucking nine episodes of yeah. this. Yeah, give me. We can nine do a one episodes. season show. It's not gonna kill us. Mini series. Mini series. Normalize me four episodes. Then this is the only time where I will preach. Give me a miniseries because yeah. I'm normally like, where are the 30 episode seasons? Yeah. At 45 minutes a pop. Yeah. I'm missing that. But as, if I have to, if I have to compromise on one thing in order to get more romantic comedies into my life, that is where I'm willing to make that compromise. Yeah, miniseries. Miniseries. Cute. So whether we blame the studios, sexism, capitalism, fucking even feminism, there's a lot of talk around how with the rise in feminism, we were also like, we can't keep making these fucking movies. Yeah, it's which is valid. I think it always leads back to that idea that it's embarrassing or like you. You're, it's the you're chick not enough nature. of a woman if you if all you want is love. Yeah. Like, what about your career? Okay, maybe I maybe I want a career and stuff, but right now I just want someone to love me. <laughs> what is so wrong with that? Like, why can't I? Why can't I have both? And why can't those priorities shift? Yeah. Like, okay. let me live my life. Like again, let me live my life. My life through the format of the content that you're providing yeah. me thank you 100 percent. thank you so while fingers crossed hopes and prayers the studios figure this shit out because please stop giving me devastation and superheroes i'm over it i'm done give me yeah. a little beautiful little hee hee haha but in a cute kissy way yeah slip a tongue in <laughs> i will reiterate slip a tongue in and when i watch that new hunger games movie you were like, you guys could just kiss a little. No, they did. Like, they, again, give me heavy petting makeout. No. <laughs> um, I do love when you watch a movie and you see someone put a tongue. I'm like, <gasps> they're really making out they're right now. Oh, they're, they're in it right now. Going for it. And I'm like, yes. Because, again, these are the some of the hottest people on the planet. Let if them make out. paying my hard-earned money and they're getting paid shit tons to be in this, less than porn stars, I want a little bit of a makeout. I'm sorry. I'm but also, sad. you guys are just a bunch of hot people in a room. Why don't you want to make out? Exactly. I would love to be a celebrity. I'm like, you know, the celebrities are like, I'm married. Honestly, it is cute, Pim Badgley, that he he's like written out yeah. the romance scenes for his wife. That is really it's cute. very cute. But also, like, I can make out. <laughs> you are gonna get paid to you do it. You are allowed. You're an actor. The rules don't. The rules, the rules don't, don't apply, apply to you guys. No, they don't. No. 
So while we are, you know, fighting our way through the content that we've got, let's just take, and let's be real, This what we're going to talk about at the end of this episode is mostly memory lane, not a lot of fresh and new. But yeah. let's just take a quick little time to talk about some of our favorite rom-coms. Not that we haven't done that this entire fucking episode. But before we do that, Let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsors, HUDAP. HUDAP is a dating app with the sole mission of helping you get your rocks off with people who like to do it how you do. The good girls are all about being honest, open, and fucking kinky. So using My Bedroom, you can add what you like, receiving or giving between the sheets and find your perfect match today. Download HUDAP from the App Store. I'm going to start this off with uh, a movie that I had forgotten about its existence and then through doing, and not it, this wasn't on a single list, which I think is a travesty. But I'd completely forgotten about it. Fucking talking about until the song. I'm absolutely shocked. The proposal, phenomenal movie. That is young Ryan Reynolds. A great mixture of rom and com. A a phenomenal mixture of rom and com. Perfect ensemble cast. Slay. And also the. I was gonna say not overly problematic. She's forcing her employee to pretend to marry her so she's gonna get deported. That's yeah, it's, it's it's questionable in the employment law space. Yeah, but and the manipulation. It's okay. It all works. Out and I will, and I I don't care if this makes me lowbrow. The scene where they're both naked and they run into each uh, other and fall. Like, give me one bed. Hilarious. Give me one bed. I love, I love a stupid little um trope like that. Yeah, a stupid little excuse. Oh yeah, like again, I always say to Michaela, it needs someone needs to just outright tell me how it is and i think running into them naked i'm like oh you already seen me naked so i guess that's the hardest part me getting naked in the first place that's the part that takes the longest yeah so now we're here let's just get to it stick it in (laughs) (laughs) yeah no 100 percent. 100 percent. the next one we already kind of talked about today the wedding planner i think the wedding planner is a great movie again problematic but yeah i jennifer it was never that high on my list but I think my favorite Jennifer Lopez rom-com is Made in Manhattan, which I don't actually think is on agree. this list. I think it but is further down on the list, but I I would agree. That's a good movie. That one's cute vibes. And again, I don't think the plot is too problematic. The Wedding Plan, I think the plot's a bit problematic. He's literally engaged. That's literally the whole point of them knowing each other. Yeah, but like that feels problematic to me. Yeah. I see what I said. 13 going on 30. I still firmly think that's a rom-com. I think so too. I don't know why at several points in that movie – it would make me sob hysterically. And I actually can't identify exactly what parts of that it is. I think when she's like first a 30-year-old and it's just this, like this overwhelming feeling of loneliness. I feel like the reason why, was this happen, did this happen recently? Like as an adult? No. As a child? As a child. I feel like. Or like when it first came actually, out. Actually, so I think it's a, it's a twofold. As a child, that movie's hard, well not hard to watch, but like emotional to watch because you think one day I am going to be 30 mm-hmm. and I'm not going to live like she has a breakdown about not living at home anymore. Yeah. So when you're a child and you watch watch that movie and there are scenes like that, you're like, oh my it God. becomes very apparent to you very quickly that this bubble that you're living in is not going to be your life forever. Yeah. And I am 24 and I'm still there. I still cannot <laughs> fathom. I lived and came back though, so it's yeah, okay. But I still can't fathom a time where, when I'm talking about my family, that I'm not talking about me, my siblings, and my parents. Yeah. But realistically, that's not going to be, be one day. That's not when your I core say, family. I'm unit. My family. I'm talking about me and potentially a partner and children if I have them. Yeah. Like that's that's who I'm talking about. Yeah. And that to this day haunts the fuck out of me. Yeah. And then I think as an adult watching that movie, it's like you miss the 
like seeing her as an adult with a child mind it's yeah. like you feel like you've lost a level of innocence yeah as you get older so i think there's like a two-prong reason why that movie can be emotional yeah as a child or as an adult yeah but also the thriller scene phenomenal the whole movie. The whole movie. Mark Ruffalo looks fine as fuck in that Literally. Movie. And the guy that she's dating looks like the prince from Shrek. <laughs> yeah. Am I wrong? Like the human incarnate of the prince. always, the irony of that is that it, that is always the like. Man that they never end up with. Yeah. The man that like you think that everyone. Is going to want. Is going to want and then ends up being. I think it's did. actually because justice for the himbos. I feel like yeah. people in rom-coms, they're always like, she needs someone with more depth. Okay, but that man deserves love too. Like, yeah. normalize dating and marrying a himbo. That I actually couldn't. Oh, if I was straight, I would only. Better than dating a dumb, stupid, hot man. Yes. That's specifically. But also I because if you, if you are firmly in the category of himbo, it's like a, such a charming dumbness. Yeah, like golden retriever, him, yeah, himbo vibes, like love. Like you're just like sweet, sweet boy. There is nothing between your ears. Yeah, and, and you're not doing anyone though? harm. Who knows? That's fine. That's chill. Sweet home Alabama. I'm a sucker for any Reese Witherspoon rom com. Oh, clearly me too. Yeah. Again, though, find it hard to believe she left Patrick Dempsey. I yeah. Find it. I I struggle with it, but but that's the problem when everyone in the movie is hot. Yeah. You're like, Again, someone has to lose. De la creme. Make out. <laughs> All of you. Three make us. Do it. Um, the Holiday. The Holiday is a year-round film. It I is agree. the only Christmas movie that it is. It is a year-round film. I totally agree. I love The Holiday. I think that movie is so cute. But I think it's year-round because it's sunny and part of the movie. Yes. And also, the holiday they talk about isn't Christmas. No, they talk about going on a holiday. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know why it feels like a Christmas movie. Because it's still set at Christmas time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right. It's about neither of them wanting to be alone for Christmas, so they put themselves in a place but where they're alone for Christmas. was LA warm? Because it was like sunny when she was in LA. Yeah. LA. It was sunny in California all the time. Oh, even in yeah. the more you know. It's like colder, but, but it's, it's not the not, part of America that's not nice. like snowy. No. No, no, no. The more you know. The more you know. 27 dresses. I love. I love. Again, any Katherine Heigl. Oh, Katherine Heigl, she knew what she was fucking doing. Yeah. She knew what she was doing with these movies. Yeah, I totally agree. 27 Less. dresses. I love when they, she gets married and they all wear their dresses. Oh, my God. So cute. The Lost City. Again, loved this. Very camp. I feel like I watched a trailer recently that was giving me Lost City vibes. Hmm. Um, what was it? Oh, it's this new movie about a cat. It's called Argyle. It's about a woman that writes crime books. Mm. And then she gets kidnapped because her books are like almost crazy accurate. Oh, so that's literally the exact plot of The Lost City. Yeah. Cool. Or like, or that Ruby Sparks movie. Yeah. Very similar. Because the whole thing in The Lost City is that she writes like romance movies, but it's about like a like an Indiana Jones-esque character. Like yeah, and then that, they like, kidnap her because it's true. Because it's the the oh, ancient she, language that she's talking about in the ancient civilization that she's building these romance novels around. Israel. Israel. Well, yeah, so it's so, basically the exact same. Basically the exact same thing. But she, he's a spy. Yeah. So same, same. But same. slightly different. Same, 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 same. Same, same, same. Yeah. Um, again, Catherine Heigl, The Ugly Truth. I love this movie. Even though... 
the feminists are going to come at me. I don't actually care. Gerard Butler can say whatever he wants. He's yeah. so sexy, so fine. And it's not like Catherine Heigl isn't painfully self-aware that entire movie. That he's the worst. That he's the worst. And that he, the way that he's encouraging her to be is the worst. Yeah. Like, she's not, she's not like, oh, you're so right. I'm just this stupid woman that needs to have long hair and wear tight dresses. Yeah. <laughs> and he likes her regardless. So. So. And they're fucking so cute. I mean, and that sandwich. Another problematic one. What's your number? I see this is this is baby Chris Evans being a rom-com boy. Oh, yeah. But the actual premise, I oh, think problematic. Oh, so terrible. The like fact that I remember distinctly thinking my number could never go above 20. Yeah. The fact that the whole movie is centered around the fact that she has slept with too many men and needs to force one of the men she slept with to, to be the love of her yeah. life. So that her number doesn't grow. And then I really was hoping that it was going to be at the end, he's her 22nd, blah, 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 and it's all fine. And then the guy's like, oh, we never had sex. So then he is the 21st. Yeah. I was like, oh, let her be a whore. (laughs) Please. Let her be a whore in peace. This is really a recurring theme for you. Kiss a little, slip a tongue in, give me a sex scene when it might not be necessary. And let Let people be a whore. Yeah, pretty much. So valid. So valid. Um, The Wedding Singer. I give me any Adam Sandler, Drew Barrymore rom com. I don't think I've ever seen this movie. <gasps> okay, you have to watch. I wasn't really an Adam Sandler girly girl. Neither, up. but I will watch anything that Drew Barrymore is in. True. I'm not picky. True. Yeah. I'm really not picky. And there's also so many rom coms centered around weddings. So maybe I'll you watch had your it. pick of the bunch. Maybe I'll watch it. Yeah. Who knows? Good one. I don't know. I feel like it's a bit old now. Yeah, but and maybe I'd like it though. I'm running it. I've seen every other rom com that exists, so you've obviously seen Fifty First Dates, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then you've really done your Adam Sandler Drew Barrymore combo. Yeah, I watched Blended. Yeah, you're good. You're fine. I got. I've got the gist. <laughs> the Wedding Date, which is honestly probably top three rom coms to me. I love this movie so much. It's almost. Can you refresh my memory on the Wedding Date? The Wedding Date is about a woman who hires a famous male escort to take her to her sister's wedding at home in the who, UK. Who stars in this? Deborah Messing. And <gasps> what's his name? I like Dermot Mulroney. It's like the <gasps> randomest cast and Amy Adams plays her sister. So the one that's getting married. Yeah. This this is vaguely ringing about. Oh, have you seen it? Like I'm not have, sure. Let me just surely you have I make feel like it a it's kind of is a bit of a random rom com. Like I feel like most people have not seen this movie and it's not really easy to find on streaming platforms in New Zealand. But she hires a male escort to escort her to her sister's wedding because the best man is her ex fiance who broke her heart. Oh no, I have seen this. Um and it I, so I switched to Google Images and now I'm with it. Good. And yeah, if you guys haven't seen it, highly recommend. Phenomenal film. 2005, peak of rom Super cute. Has that grainy vibe to it. Drama. Love. Lust. Dermot Mulroney is fine as fucking it. Because <laughs> it's, it's 2005, it's everyone's classic, young. Like, I also love in movies when people make each other jealous. Like, yeah. I love that tension of their focus being their ex and the new person's focus being them. But then always the tension between the people pretending builds, and I love that. Yeah. This movie does it phenomenally because Dermot Mulroney's playing an escort and he's so fucking good at it. He's so good at it. I'm like, that movie made me obsessed with him. And I stand by that to this day. So valid. So valid. 
Notting Hill. Notting Hill is a classic. If you haven't seen Notting Hill, what are you doing? Yeah. Love that movie. Really super. That one's like more of an earnest, cutesy Yeah. I would say borderline, like not not enough calm. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember laughing in that movie, but. But I I still think it feels very firm within the rom-com. Yeah. Category. But that could just be like an era cast thing. Another phenomenal Miss Julia Roberts film, Runaway Bride. I love that. Julia Roberts really ate up the rom-com space. Yeah, she really did. And I can see why. And Richard Gere, I remember when I heard about this man when I was a child and like people loved him, I did not understand. I did not get the drip. Runaway, if you don't understand the Richard Gere drip, watch Runaway Bride. Gimme, gimme, gimme. This means war. I we were talking about this before we started recording and I think if you went back and listened to previous episodes it would be painfully obvious that we fucking love this movie yeah Michaela was like I'm pretty sure you've talked about this in many an episode I'm like yes yes because I feel like it did not get the energy it deserved and I know this because Chris Pine and Tom Hardy did not become leading men after this movie came out why were they not in every rom-com ever made immediately after this movie came out they were both so good and it was hot and it was action packed and it was cute it was just everything it had everything that you could want from a movie period yeah had meat cutes it had fun it had there were still spies come on we're good there was like there was that villain in that film how was there a villain in that film there was a best friend there was just so much going on, but it was didn't feel clunky or messy. No. And it was fun. The entire the whole viewing experience of watching that movie is fun. And you just wanna be the queen Reese Witherspoon. Oh, you wanna be fucking both of them. When she has the big thing where she's like, I don't know if I should sleep with them. I was like, do it. Sleep with them. Do it. Honestly, sleep if you can, them. do it at the same time. Please. Uh, what do you mean? She doesn't even know they're friends. That is the perfect yeah. cop out. That is the perfect. I didn't even fucking, know you knew each other. Literally, I'm like, you should have done it because I would 100% if I had been dating both of these men for three months, picked one of them, found out they were best friends, I would forever because this man is still in your life. He's still around. Yeah. I would forever be thinking about what it would have been like to fuck him. But is that or is that not worse than thinking about what it was like to fuck him? The devil you know versus the devil you don't. I choose to believe that if it had happened, I would then not think about it as much. Because I feel like you always make things better in your head. Yeah. So, like, in your head you'd be building it up. Yeah. Like, that it would have been great. Especially because he then went on to be, like, an amazing dad and shit. Yeah, exactly. Like, I would But also, he went on to, like, reconnect with it, like, rebuild his family. Yeah, but I'd still wonder. Yeah, of course, but you also, like, that's why I think it would be easier if you had fucked him. No, no, yeah. Because you're like, oh, this is so now very platonic because I see you as this, like, wonderful father figure and this great husband and I have a partner a partner who I adore, like, win-win. Had you not fucked, it's like you had sexual tension for months and then you never resolved it. Yeah. Get it over with. Fucked. Get it over with. Do it. Um, crazy stupid love which I think is a hard one because it's this is like quite a big what is the word like that's an ensemble it's definitely um, an ensemble but like lots of star-studded ensemble and it's phenomenal so good that movie's so good I remember when I first watched that I was like oh new favorite movie unlocked oh without a doubt I love when they let Ryan Gosling be funny oh. let Ryan Gosling be funny let Ryan Gosling be stupid like, have let a personality 
Yeah. Totally and this agree. is the thing. If your exposure, to, if you are a younger listener and your only exposure to Ryan Gosling has been something like Barbie, he he didn't used to get to be like that. No. Like he, he was, was like so... dry, sullen, sulky, white man. Yeah. Like he, I think. I Another film that I love of Ryan Gosling's is The Good Guys. I do love the I good love guys. that movie. I also love seventies themed movies. Yeah, me too. And because it's, like, it's the if era. I watch an action movie, I want it to have a bit more of a plot than like a. You know, like lots of action movies are like about heists or yeah, about like nothingness. Like yeah. I'm so sorry. Like, what? what is John Wick about? Like the the later ones, I understand the first one, but like I just find it hard to follow after a while. Like I need to have plot that isn't fighting because i yeah. feel like so many action movies now it's like just quite fighting. literally fighting 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 yeah. whereas this was like they were like investigate that's what i like investigative yeah action, action. movies Me too. but the 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 annoying thing about john wick is that the the world building is so strong yeah. this whole like the continental like the whole world building around having this safe space for spies and for fucking people that are you know assassins and shit to have like the safe haven that has these like super strict rules and like all of the shit. That's so interesting. And they've made a they've made a TV show specifically about the Continental, which, which is I actually quite good. Makes so like that's so much cooler to me. Fuck yeah! Because like, otherwise, the other fucking 180 minutes of John Wick is just fighting, fighting. And I'm like, I want to know the law. We can give me the law. I why am I about to watch the Five Nights at Freddy's eight hour understanding the law video? Because I watched the movie. Like because I need to know the information. The law. That's what I want to know. Yeah. But this is the thing. Uh, not all action stars can do rom-coms. Yeah. But I think all rom-com stars can do whatever the fuck they want. Oh, 100%. I'm trying to think of one that hasn't actually moved into doing, like, some sort of action. <laughs> Can't do it. Surely. Maybe not the originals. Like, I don't think Julia Roberts ever did, like, an action movie. Jennifer Lopez did Shotgun Wedding. Oh, yeah. It's a romance, rom-com and action. Beautiful. See? Look, range. And I think Crazy Stupid Love is one of the better, and again, this is not a recent movie. In, like 2015? Yeah. So we're still talking and like we kinda close a to a decade. We kind of had a Yes. There was a moment there where, where shit they got had good. Some, they had some better um, rom-coms coming out. Yeah. But again, I feel like these were straight to DVD. No, I think I saw Crazy Stupid Love in cinema. Oh, no, not Crazy Stupid Love, but I think... This means war was straight to DVD. Yeah, I definitely didn't see that in cinema. I saw it on DVD. Which is why I feel like no one's fucking seen it. And I'm like, how? I can't imagine. I, I physically can't comprehend that no one's seen it. I feel like I've talked to people about it and they don't know what I'm talking about. The same with The Wedding Day. They've never seen it. Yeah, that one I needed to jog my memory on. Yeah. But this means war? Come on. Uh, Bride and Prejudice. I fucking love this movie. I really do. I added this to the list. <laughs> I know you did because I wouldn't have added it to the list. And no, no hate, no shame. I love Martin Henderson. I which is valid, but I believe in uplifting our Kiwi kings, and also yeah. it's just funny and it's camp, and I just think it's really cute. Yeah, and it's like again, it's one of those edgier, yeah, definitely edgier rom coms of the time, especially definitely. I had a lot going for it. It's so cute, and like I feel like very underrated. Yes, I, I think underrated because I underrate it a little bit. But even, like, when I spend more than 30 seconds thinking about it, I'm like, oh, no, that was a good movie. It's an enjoyable watch. It's, a good, it's an enjoyable it's watch. It's an enjoyable watch. And it's very cute. They're really adorable. Yeah. So slay. So slay. About time. This movie wrecked and destroyed me. But I it is about time a comedy. 
are we just yeah. a romance romance with some hot hot hotties i feel like it's a comedy kind or it wants to be i feel like it wants to be because the that's... plot is very similar to that idea of like what's that other rom-com it's like almost the exact same plot but different mechanism when we first met the adam devine uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah but like a bit more high budget cinema mm-hmm. version because I feel like when he's going back in time to rewrite the dates with her, that that's like the comedy element. Yeah. Maybe it is more of a romance that I can't I really can't still, remember. Kids, All I can remember destroying. about that movie is literally the plot with the dad where they go and take a walk as children and I literally bore my eyes out every time. Which is time. so bad. Because it's, it's so cute. And it's also it's like, no, why I'm about to burst into tears. I'd no. love to just do a walk again. Like, it, the amount of time we were talking earlier about blockbusters and I was like talking about how my dad used to collect movies and that was like a bonding experience for us was like mm. going to the fucking store to see if we could find all of the seasons of something yeah like take me back take me, me back to those days if I have those magical powers me and my dad in the warehouse me <laughs> nine years old picking out every season of Buffy take me back yeah I mean no wonder that's a highlight uh she's the man and I understand that she's the man is a rom-com I get it there are there is a romantic a central romantic element. You think it's more comedy? I think it's more comedy, but I think that's just because it's Madavines. Yeah, I I get why you think that, but I'm gonna stick with she's the man being a rom rom. I agree because they have a fairy tale ending at the end, and they do. And young Channing Tatum. Yeah. So like, where's the qualm? There is none. I am not a Channing girl. No, but. But that era of Channing oh, is as close is as you the get. Most, yeah, I totally get it for that movie specifically. Yeah. Just my luck. I fuck with that movie. I loved this I, movie. I, I, I still movie. to this day I, love this It's because it's such an interesting concept. And again, where is Chris Pine's credit for being a leading man in a romance? Yeah. That movie is so good, so fun. It's like, again, this is like one of those crazier plots. It's vibes of like... Freaky Friday. Like, yeah. unbelievable, unrealistic level but plot. fun and But camp. so fun, but also it feels grounded and believable. Yeah. Yet again, like, you don't think this is ridiculous. It's because you watch it. it thinking back into the times in your life where it just felt like you had constant bad luck. Yeah. You're not thinking, oh, this luck transferred from another person and there was this some mystical element that happened here. You're just like, oh, yeah, sometimes I have really good luck and sometimes I have really bad luck. Yeah. But it's just like, is this exists. Exasperated? We cannot speak English today. No, it's not important. Um, and he also wears those tiny little glasses, which send me into oblivion. So I love. This so movie. early two thousand oblivion. I love. Yeah, it. I love. I love. 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 Um, never been kissed. So if you haven't seen the wedding singer, have you seen Never Been Kissed? Yes, I have. Okay, well that makes me feel. Which better. also feels this movie is like a little bit problematic as well. Oh, massively. He thinks she's a student and he's her teacher. So yeah, it's questionable. It's Coy. it's it's questionable. Questionable is one word. Like, he's yeah. just lucky to not catch a case. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. lucky to not catch yeah, a case. Yeah, because it's not the, um like, inverted situation of something like Pretty Little Liars where he thought she was an adult and she was a student. But he never did. But he never did. He, no. he didn't hooked watch. up with Alison before yeah. Aria, so he knew Ar- who Aria was when they met at the bar. He knew she was a child. He'd already been hooking up with a child. And, and at that Allison. point, they're what? Like, that's like, that's like Ep 1, Season 1. That They're like, what, 15? 15 and again again 15 in season one allison died when before Before she turned 16 so 
he was hooking up with Allison while she was alive. So the match she would have been was 15. And I criminal have to go into the lore of Pretty Little Lies to criminal. figure out when he hooked up with her. But criminal. Criminal. Like criminal. actually put him in prison. Put him in jail. No. Um, 51st Dates. Yeah. We've discussed. I do love this movie. I think Drew it's cute. I always find it so hard because I've watched the end of that movie and it makes me so upset. Like, oh, it's so sad. It's heartbreaking. So sad because it's like, yes, she lives a happy life. But I just think maybe I think too much. I think it's yeah. way too much. I think about how traumatic it would be to wake up every single day and have to watch your whole life. Yeah. Because you don't remember any of it. And yeah. like truly every morning she wakes up, she thinks it's that. Same day again. That same day. And then she learns that she's like lived a whole entire life. And, and like years come. and years and years have passed. And imagine waking when she was pregnant. Like they never obviously show you that, but I just no. think about how traumatic it would be to, to wake, wake up, pregnant. up pregnant. And like also in the most basic sense, Imagine wake, having a night where you just wake up at a random time where your husband isn't prepared for you to be awake, isn't prepared for that whole routine of the day. And, and there's a crying baby in a bassinet beside you. And or a your, stranger in your bed. Yeah. Like, I just think that they're, obviously it's a rom-com, so they're never going to talk about these things. But whenever I watch that movie, I just think how traumatic that would be every single day. Yeah. 100%. But still love that movie. Still love that movie. Just like heaven. Is this the Mark Ruffalo Reese Witherspoon one yes. where she's an angel? Yes. Slay. And I love that because it's the fun campiness of the fact that this is standard rom-com vibes, but she's a ghost. Yeah. I fuck with that. I and fuck also, with that. It's fun because it's that is a comedy with the whole when she's like, what are you doing in my house? And he's yeah. like, this is my house. Yeah. I was genuinely confused when I went because my friend put it on and I didn't know what it was about. Right. So I didn't know she was a ghost yet. And mm. I was like, what's happening? Well, because she spends the vast majority of that movie not believing that she's a ghost. Yeah, yeah. So I can understand that that would be hard to wrap your head around. But, but same movie. Not what not. happens in Vegas? I think what happens in Vegas is such an underrated comment, like rom-com. It's not the greatest, granted. I'm but I think about my general feelings. I do love a movie where they hate each other but then fall in love. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I, I enjoy it. So I'll give you your cookies where they are. Thank you. That's like not a saying that has ever been spoken before. That's not a real saying. I don't even know a lot I, I ate it what up. lines I was even going down with that. But it's fine. It's not important. Uh, a Cinderella story. Again, I think is one of the only like quote unquote kids movies that I will gladly happily give the title of rom-com to. I'm trying to think of other ones. But again, isn't like... She's the man and, like, what a girl wants. They're, like, kids' movies, yeah. would you say? Uh, that's why I'm, like, yeah, I like a teen story is, like, a teen movie. Yeah, you're right. It's not, like, Enchanted Vibes. Wish I had a sex scene. <laughs> yeah. Stand by that. No, they're, they're in high school. Get your minds out of the gutter. I mean, if we can see it on TV, why can't we see it in movies with high schoolers? Well, this was a different time. But even to this day. Yeah. But the, to this day, we're seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. But we weren't saying it See, then. even I'm thinking more about this TV show thing because I just was thinking about Love, Simon. Oh, yeah. How I'm not putting that in the greatest rom-com list. I'm so sorry no. to the Love, Simon fans. But Love, Hector was really cute and it was a TV show. Yeah. I agree. I thought that was a slay. Again, make, make like little romance TV shows so cute. Yeah. And especially if you're like doing a real healthy amount of comedy because we make endless fucking comedy tv shows yeah just keep the format throw some love in Even there love what was it called modern love the anna kendrick one where it was yeah. like the anthology series where like every season was about a different person i did like that. i did like that and well. i i like it's because i like that format 
yeah, I also think it's more fun. Like, oh, that's the show I was thinking about earlier that is being made into a movie and not a TV show, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Yeah. Why is that going to be a Like, why? You could have had a season per husband. It just makes sense. On God, Sarah said the exact same thing. It makes sense. I'm sorry. You've got a clear format here. Don't shove it into a movie. I guess it is a harder one with, if it had been the seven husbands because the there's, like, themes that are woven throughout are woven throughout that should have their own but i'm sorry do it like this is us vibes but jumping back and forth yeah yeah. i don't see why that wasn't an option stupid i will revolt 100 percent agree 500 days of summer is that a com it is it's one of those ones that teeters on is this just like a romance slash romance drama versus because even is it a romance I think, I mean, it's, yeah. Their love story is like massively central to the plot. Yeah, but they don't end up together. No. But it is the entire premise. Literally, hand on over heart, sympathy for Summer. He was actually crazy. I'm sorry. Like, to be fair, they were both fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, there was. Yeah, it it was that rise of like. The cricky, adorable. Indie feeling, but like A listers. Yeah. Era I love the Smiths. What? I said I love the Smiths. Okay, girl. Red flag, red flag, red flag. Yeah. But yeah. I I remember watching that movie and hating Summer the first time I watched it. Yeah. Because yeah. I would have been a child, unknowledgeable, silly little girl. I hated Summer. And then I rewatched it as an adult and I was like. Justice for Summer. Like literally justice because I treat men so much worse than this. <laughs> so like don't throw stones, baby. Yeah. Literally. Juno. Again, Juno, I believe in the rom-com. Between her and... Yeah, Michael Zerang. Again, their relationship is central to the plot. Don't they end up together in the end? Uh, I don't remember. I haven't seen Juno in a hot minute. No, neither. But again, it was that same era. It's the same, like, 500 Days of Summer era where, like, every movie felt indie, even though these were, like, valid, like, A-listers or at least B-listers. Yeah, I'll give it to you. Thank you. I showed it to you, Juno. Um, and I added this last minute. Two weeks notice. Have you ever seen this movie? Sandra Bullock, Hura. Talking about these celebrities made me remember this movie. I... It's about a woman who is like a... Ooh, 2002. It's old school. A woman who is like a... She's like fights for like, like good a causes. Basically, someone wants to, this company wants to rip down this like community center on Long Island. Uh, and he's like the guy who owns the business, Hugh Grant. Meet, she like goes to meet with him to basically convince him not to do it. He realizes she's like a really brilliant Smart. planner and like she's just like really good at something. I don't fucking know. Oh, it has Heather Burns in she's it. Like a, she was such an icon of fucking that era. She's like a PR master person like she just like was really good with words and stuff so he hired her to be his personal assistant and then like fast she agrees so long as he does what he can to keep the community center and then I think it fast forwards like a year um and it's like about she gives two weeks notice because she's quitting because he doesn't hold up his end of the deal and then in that like time they realize that they've fallen in love and it's about her trying to make him a better person and look, what constant labor to put on a woman. And it works though. He gets better. And she looks phenomenal on it. It's really cute. I, I need it. to 
when I was away and I was like, this movie holds up just as much as I thought it would. Yeah, I need to watch this. Oh my God, also not me just seeing as I'm Google searching this. Um, music and lyrics. Great. I've never seen it. I'm not sure how calm that movie really is, but it's very cute and it has a great soundtrack because it's all original music. Oh, slay. It's very cute. Yeah, I don't, I, I feel in my bones like I've seen this movie two weeks notice. Because I'm like looking at the DVD cover, I'm looking at the cast lineup, and I'm like, I'm surely have seen this, uh, but it's not ringing massive bells. So like, yeah. that might give me something to do this afternoon. I also just saw Life as We Know It on this list oh. of things on my computer, and I'm like, yes, yeah, I love also that a good movie. one. I was talking about this with someone recently, and I was like, that's because no, we were talking about godparents, and my friend was saying to me, do you think it's weird? to make godparents different people or like people who are not together because she has a friend who made the godmother somebody who had a partner and then the godfather was someone else who they're not together and i was like i think that's a form of matchmaking um (laughs) if you're asking me if i will be a godparent to a non-existent child that you may have one day yes please if you're going to pick a random person send me up make them hot like God forbid you died. God forbid. Yeah, God forbid. I'm not, did, I'm not wishing this. I don't want to do this alone. Yeah. So, please. Um, touch wood, obviously. She's so fine. She's going to be great. She's going to live a long life. But I was like, set me up. Use this the as best an that you can if something befell you. Yeah. If 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 the cards fall like that, I really hope I get a, a hot little hubby out of it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Take care of it. I said godmothers. Yeah, I'm think outside the flexible. box. Open, think outside the box. <laughs> okay, we this might be the single episode where we have simply just had a conversation with each other. Um, and look, we do that a lot, but this one feels like endless. Like I forgot y'all were here. <laughs> yeah, like there's a microphone in front of me, but do I see it? No. no. I literally scooted my chair out so I could look Michaela in the eyes. <laughs> Yeah, it was really, again, romantic. She's like, oh, my God. And I was like, I just can't see you. And I think that has genuinely really contributed to the fact that I'm completely unaware that there's a microphone in front of me. Yeah, because normally my camera, my not camera, please God, God, no. Um, My laptop covers my face. And I was like, I just can't get into it today. I need to see your little little cute little face over there. Which is so fair. But, yes, um, thank you all for letting us have a stupidly long spiel about rom-coms because honestly it's the time and attention that they deserve yeah let us know if you agree or disagree please and honestly uh top tier i would say number one but i'm happy for you to give us top three rom-coms of all time in your void and why why those are ranked like that for you because yeah there are so many different reasons why you love a rom-com that you know i think would just be interesting to peruse so any any feedback you can find us on instagram goodgirls underscore podcast or you can always send us an email goodgirls at hudapp.com we do love to hear from you and that's all that's all we got for you that's it that's it that's it folks yet again an hour and 40 minutes in that's all we have (laughs) that's all we have we suddenly don't have anything else to say no that's a lie we would talk for another three hours literally as we sit here i'm thinking of more things (laughs) so that means we have to leave which means we have to turn my brain off yes for 15 to 20 minutes to reboot we will and we will see you next time good goodbye